happening, people of the interwebs? Welcome back to the Jesus and Coffee Show. I'm Todd Frazier, and I'm super jacked that you're here. Hopefully, you're doing well, and you're finding a groove and a rhythm with everything that's going on in your life. What we're going to do today in this episode is we're going to continue our reading through Matthew. Last time we read chapter one. This time, we're going to read chapter two. A quick recap of chapter one. It went through the lineage of Joseph, the father of Jesus, father by adoption, which is important. So Matthew is writing to a Jewish audience and he wants to show the proof for all of the prophecies in the Old Testament. And one of the first big ones that he proves is that Jesus is of the line of David. You can go back and read it again. Uh, remember, there's some people in that lineage that you think, really? That's that's part of it? And sure is. This in chapter two, it talks about the Magi and King Herod and actually another prophecy about the Lord calling uh, his son out of Egypt. So let's get in to reading chapter two of Matthew here on the Jesus and Coffee Show. Are you ready? You ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. <laughs> That's, that sounds a little, uh, uh, a little suspicious, if you ask me. Uh, verse 9. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. When they had gone, an angel of the Lord came to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet, out of Egypt, I called my son. When Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious and he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years old and under. In accordance with the time he had learned from the Magi. Then what was said through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. A voice is heard in Ramah, weeping and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more. After Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, get up, take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel for those who are trying to take the child's life are dead. So he got up, took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was ruling in Judah in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. Having been warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee, and he went and lived in a town called Nazareth. So was fulfilled what was said through the prophets, that he would be called a Nazarene. 
So, okay, a couple things that step... jump out to me specifically about this. A lot of us have heard the wise men and we hear three wise men. We don't know exactly if there were three wise men. We just know there were three gifts. So people a lot of times say three wise men. The thing that I find interesting among many things is the early when uh, the wise men come to Herod and they say, where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him in verse two. So, Herod's response, actually, I was I was like, what is that all about? So I did a little bit of digging. Um, and I think you might want to look into this too, because his response in verse three is interesting. He says, when King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. Herod was disturbed and Jerusalem was disturbed. Wait, what? When he called in verse four, when he called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. So what these, this couple of verses says to me is one, uh, Herod was concerned, which we've, uh, you've known, if you've read the story before and you know that he goes out and, and murders all the, uh, Israelite boys that could have been technically born when Jesus was born based on what the Magi said, but also the people of Jerusalem with him were, conf- were disturbed which means they weren't happy about the Messiah coming. And then it's like Herod doesn't even know the Old Testament. Herod doesn't know his Torah. Herod doesn't know the prophecies about the Messiah. And in a little bit of digging I found out was Herod was not of the line of David. He was put in power by the Romans. And technically he wasn't even part of the Jewish lineage, really. He there's there's a there's a lot of information you could find on him. But I hadn't picked that up before that Herod wasn't like in the know. He was just the king. Uh they he they called him the king of the Jews, evidently, in some of the things that I read. And he was put there by Rome and he was in power. He rebuilt the temple, yes, in Jerusalem, but he also rebuilt a lot of pagan temples. So he was appeasing people. People enjoyed other, except for, I guess, if you get on Herod's bad side, there's some bad things that happen, evidenced in him murdering children. Um, but but he wasn't necessarily studied in this. So he's hearing this and he's hearing, uh-oh, my kingdom uh, is in trouble. Not because of the Torah, because somebody said it, he's to be king. So that was interesting to me. And then also when you go through, there's a lot of angels that are involved in all of this. They came to the Magi. They came to Joseph multiple times. They went to Egypt. Like this is so cool to see how God worked in all these areas. And ultimately it fulfilled, I think, three prophecies here from the Old Testament, again, to the Jewish audience that Matthew is writing to confirming that Jesus is the Messiah. So chapter two of Matthew, realistically, what this is, (laughs) is it's hope. It's hope to say that uh, even when Jesus was born, there was opposition against him. Yet throughout his life, we see that he conquers that opposition and ultimately conquers it when he raises from the dead uh, and and conquers sin and death so that we can be forgiven and we can live with him forever. So that was awesome. I love reading the Bible and I'm glad that I'm doing with this with you. And let's just pray and then we'll see you next time. Lord, thank you for this opportunity that we have just to read your book and to spend time together. We love you and we thank you for the plan that you put together and the amazing way that you fit the pieces in in throughout this story. We ask that you would guide us as we read from your word and that you would speak to us and and allow us to be strong in our faith and step out and and tell this to others and that we would share your kingdom uh, until you come. 
We love you, Lord. We thank you. And we pray this all in your name. Amen. All right, guys, drink up, be blessed, and we'll see you next time. Thanks so much for joining us on today's show. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you have a few extra seconds, give us a review. To find out more about the Jesus and Coffee Show, go to our website, jesusandcoffeeshow.com. That's J-E-S-U-S-A-N-D-C-O-F-F-E-E-S-H-O-W.com to watch or listen to every episode. Sign up for our mailing list so you never miss an update. Pick up our latest Jesus and Coffee merch or support our ministry by joining the Jesus and Coffee Club. What's the Jesus and Coffee Club, you ask? Let me tell you. For as little as $5 a month, you can join the Jesus and Coffee Club, which first and foremost helps ensure the future of our ministry. Also, you get early and exclusive access to all of our upcoming shows. And for annual members, get full access to our upcoming group studies app and your very own Jesus and Coffee mug. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Drink up and be blessed.